Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Socially Sensitive Podcast. This is episode 282, I believe. 282? He's David and I'm Wolfie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know or realize who you were listening to. Yeah, yeah this is. The podcast and his introduction there. That's why I was going over some of the notes for some of the other episodes I did earlier in the week. I think we talked about that one, didn't we? No, actually, we didn't. This one was Elon Musk made a big announcement this week about SpaceX. He said that SpaceX is almost ready for its first orbital test flight of the Starship, which is the Starship is their big, massive ship that will be able to, uh, it'll be the rocket that they use to Mars. It'll be one mm. of the first that goes with cargo, and it'll be able to, you know, transport tons and tons and tons of cargo that'll be needed. Well, this, I mean, I, I don't mind the, the, the idea of going to Mars and everything like that. I think we should probably test it first as far as like, and just which we probably will, and they should. Does anybody know what the gravitational pull of Mars is? I, I mean, well, I'm sure they've got calculations. Right. Well, we've been there. But... Well, I know. Man have hasn't, we got, but have, have we gotten anything back? Oh yeah, we get we get live video back. No, no, no. I mean, like we put a rover on the planet, right? Has that rover launched a canister back or uh, anything back into space and? Oh, send it that back I don't. Earth? I don't know on that. It's all well and good to send people to Mars, but the rover but they, can do the samples they, of the stuff if, there, and it sends the data back. But if they can't turn around and. and because, I mean, they're going to have to take enough fuel to be able to... Elon's rockets, they take off and land vertically, up and down, right? Right. And right. that's great. But you got to take enough fuel so that you can break Mars gravity and get into space so that you can come back to Earth. Right. Either that or you're just going to stay there and die. Right. Well, is Mars... I was thinking Mars gravity was a little lighter than, or a little uh, less than the Earth's. I was thinking they were pretty comparable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Venus, Earth, and Mars are all pretty much comparable yeah. in size. But, you know, you just, you got to know these things before you go and put people on the face of the planet. And then they get up there and they're like, oh, we don't have enough fuel to get us back out or get us back into orbit to get back home. Oh, they're not coming back. The The first the first few settlers, if you want to call them that, pioneers, settlers, whatever you want to call them, it's kind of like the ones who trekked across the U.S. in the late 1800s. Mm -hmm. um, they knew it was a one-way trip, most of them, and a lot of them knew that they weren't going to survive the trip. It's kind of the same way. <laughs> There's Video a lot game. of Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, just like right, just like, but that's how it was. Yeah, I mean, a They're lot of people back. left knowing. It's going to be really risky. We're probably not going to survive the trip. If we do, we're probably not making it back because we're, we're going there for whatever, the advancement of civilization and mankind. But if everybody would have stayed, you know, east of the Mississippi. Well, the, the <laughs> big difference between intergalactic space and, well, not really intergalactic, but I mean, going from one planet to another in the solar system and crossing a river, you've still got atmosphere here. You've still got game you can hunt. You've still got things you can eat. Right. Yeah, but it's still, if you die in on it's either dying. trip, it's, you're still dead. Dead's dead. That's, That's true. Right. That's true. Dead's dead, no matter um, how or where you're going. 
and our, the proposed moon base that they're building, mm-hmm. um, uh, they're talking like it'll be the 20, in the 2030s when it'll be uh, going. That's not that far away. No, it's not. And I should think they would want to get the moon base in place first because then you can shuttle stuff from the Earth to the moon and have it there, and then you can take off from Earth with less payload and pick things up at the moon and continue on. Right. That's what it is. That, it, this is all part of the same project kind of thing. But it was originally created. That I guess the concept is if we can take, because the Starship is supposed to be a transport system that'll do both. It's reusable. So, yeah, you'll be able to go back and, you know, back in the idea is back and forth, I guess. Yeah, take cargo and people. So if it can make it to Mars, the moon is nothing. Mm-hmm. It's on an article that's what talked about uh, in Wisconsin. There's a lot of people in Wisconsin calling for the legalization of marijuana in Wisconsin because I guess all of the surrounding states are uh, legal and Wisconsin is one of the last holdouts. So they call it like a, an island of prohibition. And they, they're talking about how much money, uh, tax revenue that they're losing from the bordering counties where people are, you know, crossing over and they give the example like crossing over in Illinois, just the one, there's one section of counties, there's four counties on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin. They did over $36.1 million in tax revenue that's attributed to sales from Wisconsin um, people coming mm-hmm. across the border and to legally buy and come back. And Illinois as a whole, it said, dispenses more than last year, dispensed more than one and a half billion dollars. So that's what Kentucky, we, uh, our governor, just a couple of months ago, through executive order, uh, legalized uh, medicinal. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I guess technically decriminalized medicinal. Um, right. But you still can't buy it or be, or be prescribed it in the state. Because that requires uh, going through, a, you know, the passage of a bill, becoming a law kind of thing. It's not, he can't do that through executive order, but he could de, uh, decriminalize the, uh, the possession of it, which is basically him issuing a, a preemptive pardon to anybody who's, that qualifies that would ever mm-hmm. be charged. Uh, there's like a list of 21 conditions if you have. Um, that you can get basically like your medical card for it. So then you have to go, but you have to go out of state to purchase it and then bring it back in. Right now, it's not benefiting the state in any way as far as tax revenue goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're in the process of, of of trying to get those bills passed. So I said, yeah, the Marquette poll found that 83% people support ma- marijuana legalization now. This is the highest it's ever been. You said I saw Walmart announced there. You know, we talked we talked a few weeks ago about Walmart with their uh, with the shoplifting and uh, you know they were closing the stores in uh, Portland in Oregon mm-hmm. and uh, they've closed a couple of other stores in some pretty high real high theft areas because they, of because of the theft. Yeah, not profitable to run those stores anymore. Right. Well, you know, I think, uh, what was it, Walgreens or Rite Aid or one of those? Uh, uh, Walgreens trucks. in yeah San Francisco, I think. Uh, yeah, they out. just shut this pulled out because, yeah. I mean, I, they sh- I've seen video of people just walking in there and just 
basically having bags, trash bags, and just raking stuff off shelves right. and just walking out past security guards and everybody yeah. and just saying, yeah, screw it, I'm just taking all this stuff. Well, I mean, because they've nothing said that the – Right, well, the DA said they passed it. Well, in San Francisco, they passed that law that, yeah, anything under $950 wasn't even prosecutable. That's ridiculous. So you basically, you... basically, if someone comes up and pulls a knife or a gun on you on the street to take your wallet, say you've only got $100 or something like that in it, they're not going to prosecute him. But if you defend yourself and end well, up shooting this individual and killing them, they'll come after you. Well, I think if a knife is involved and if it's, you know, if there's any kind of force, I think then it can become criminal but uh just the a actual act of uh shoplifting or you know stealing that way if mm -hmm. if there's no violence involved and no uh no taking by force mm -hmm. but i think uh, i think when that when violence is involved i think then i would assume that they're they're prosecuting some of that but you know <laughs> you never know and i guess the idea is it's only stuff it's not worth somebody's life it's not worth any well they think it's not worth anything, and most of the time they think that there's – well, you, I remember when AOC was talking about that. The, she kept saying the only reason anyone shoplifts is because of poverty and they're hungry, and I was just thinking how naive that is. She's totally stupid. She's totally stupid. That's not the only reason people – so the reason people shoplift is if it's because they're hungry – then why do they shoplift stuff like makeup? Well, her idea is because they can they resell that to get money to buy food because then they can steal enough money, enough dollar value, because it's hard to steal enough. If all you're stealing is food, you've got enough for a few days. But if you can steal enough, like enough makeup or enough clothing or enough shoes to resell, maybe you've got a few weeks worth of food in money. Are you looking to add some creativity and originality to your wardrobe or home decor? Look no further than Blind Primate. Their website offers a wide variety of original art and creative t-shirts that are sure to make you stand out from the crowd. From bold and interesting art pieces to unique and funny designs on t-shirts, there's something for everyone at Blind Primate. Plus, by supporting Blind Primate, you're supporting independent artists and their talents. So don't wait. Head over to blindprimate.com now and see for yourself where they're the go-to destination for original art and fashion. Thanks for choosing Blind Primate. Now back to the show. This guy asked ChatGPT to control my life for 24 hours. Uh, I saw a real cool use of it somebody did the other day. Yes, or today. They were showing, they posted a picture of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And it was like they took a snapshot because in chat GPT now you can uh, um, give it pictures, like take a picture and give it to it or upload a picture to it and say, ask it questions about it. Mm -hmm. But this one was they posted the picture. They took a picture in with the refrigerator door open of the stuff in the refrigerator and asked it to uh, suggest meals that it could prepare based on the stuff that was the ingredients that was in the refrigerator that, that it saw. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it, and it gave a list of, uh, it came up with some pretty unique, uh, interesting meals. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, but are they tasty? Uh, the one, so they sounded good. 
Because, I mean, yeah. interesting is all well and good, but if it don't taste good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, I've, I've never eaten most of what it was, but the person had a ton of stuff in their fridge that I would never have in mind. I mean, they had like hummus and stuff like that, but I, I like hummus. I just, we just never have it. It's one yeah. of those things here in the house that I'm the only one that would eat it. So it doesn't make it in the front door. Right. If I'm the only person that eats it, we usually don't buy it. I shake my head and I understand where you're coming from, but I'm pretty much the only person that eats freeze dried fruit here in my house. Mm. Well, pretty much the only reason it comes in the house is because I buy it. Right. Now, there's been a few times, and I, and I will give my wife credit, there's been a few times that she's actually brought it in, but yeah. for the most part, it's just me. And for the longest time, she didn't eat it, but then once I got her to try it, some of it, and that's when she got like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. I think her favorite is like the bag that, that you get from Walmart with the uh, strawberry and the bananas in it. I think oh, that's yeah, her favorite. Yeah. I found, a, uh, I found a, a chocolate bar over, I went over to the Target to get my freeze-dried fruit the other day, and I got- Was it a Mr. Beast bar? No, no, it was a, it's called endangered species chocolate. Hmm. I was really expecting some, cause the last time I got, a, an off brand chocolate bar over there, it was green and blacks, which was amazing chocolate. I mean, hmm. it was just, I've never heard of that it, one either. You could take a green and blacks, you know, you snap off the, it, it's, it's these little squares. You snap it up, get those little, and just take it and just lay it on your tongue and it would melt and the chocolate would just cover your tongue and you catch all those little uh all these little subtle hints of mm. like a floral kind of fruity taste the chocolate's amazing you know uh, or at least the green and blacks was and so i'm thinking okay this is and, and it was 88 percent, so it's a really good dark chocolate bar that i'm getting yeah i wasn't that impressed mm. <laughs> it wasn't as good as the green and blacks i was just too bitter it's well, no, it's not. I mean, I, the bitter doesn't bother me. It's just when I sit there and just let it melt on my tongue like I did the green and blacks, you know, all those little subtle hints and flavors that you'll get yeah. out of it. I just wasn't getting it with the with the other bar. I've still got some of it left. I'll probably end up finishing that off tonight sometime. Yeah. No, but it's not, it's not bad chocolate overall. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, we need to order some of that Jeremy's chocolate. Yes. Let's try good. it. I'm imagining it to be really cheap chocolate, though, but even though it's so probably. expensive. but Probably. Yeah, I don't really like, and it's probably milk chocolate, too, which probably means yeah. it's going to be freaking, it's just going to be a big bar of sugar with chocolate right. dumped over. It's, yeah. That's one of the reasons I started going, my journey with chocolate, I started, I loved Hershey bars when I was a kid, so I'd buy those and I'd eat yeah. them and stuff like that. And then I seen, oh, Hershey's got this thing called a special dark chocolate bar. And I started eating that, and it was the flavor was so much more. And it wasn't as sweet. And I was like, I like this. And then, of course, then things like Ghirardelli's comes along, and you can get even darker chocolate. Right. And I was just like, wow. And I just kept on going down the road of eating darker and darker chocolate. So that now just going back and eating a regular milk chocolate bar is just like, golly, it's just like I'm just eating just nothing but sugar. <laughs> I, know. I remember when we were in uh, when we were in high school, we used to go down. What's the drugstore right there on the corner at uh, from Lee Highway and uh, Euclid? Rite Aid or Walgreens? No, no. no it was uh, we went to high school with his father owned and ran it. Uh, Bullocks. Bullocks. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Over that's uh, yeah. yeah, right there yeah, at yeah. that intersection. Remember where you plowed that stop sign that night? Um, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't talk about that one. 
Um, but yeah, I remember going in there. <clears throat> they used to sell the little tubs. You go in and buy one piece of little ice cubes, the little chocolate <laughs> ice cubes. Yes. I used to love those. And, but and, those were, and you those could go fun. in there and get them for a nickel. Yes. Um, that's how old we are. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember you could buy candy for a nickel. <laughs> I remember eating those ice cubes. They were good. Yeah. I liked it. And that was the only place around there that sold them. And mm-hmm. yeah, right was up that? from was the junior. Brad? High. Was that his name? Was yeah, it Brad? Brad. Yeah, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder where he's at now. I don't know. Yeah, this guy asked uh, Chat GPT to run his. Uh, so at 9 a.m., he said, Hey, Chat G- GPT, what should I eat for breakfast? So it responded with, I guess it knew where he was and his location and stuff, too. I mean, of course it should, but. <laughs> said, uh, if I had to recommend one place for you to try a full English breakfast in East London, I would suggest going to E. Polisi. It's a classic East London cafe with a lot of history and character, and they're known for their full English breakfast. You can enjoy a traditional breakfast. What is a full English breakfast? Um, uh, You ever seen, um, I watch, there's a guy on YouTube I watch a lot, uh, Beard Meets Food. Mm Mm-hmm. He does, uh, that's where he's at, so over there. He does a lot of uh, food challenges, and a mm. lot of the times they're full English breakfasts. It's like uh, fried bread, um, blood sausage, uh, or blood pudding. Uh, there's like a lot of sausages and a lot of eggs and a lot of... Um, and see, and they call stuff pudding, and it's not really what we over here consider pudding no I, I think it's kind of a meat thing uh black pudding is a distinct regional type of blood sausage mm-hmm. uh, it's made from pork or beef blood with pork fat and a cereal usually oatmeal or oats or barley yeah i saw stephen crowder's come back he's on rumble now too but uh he's i mean he's back on youtube he came back today it was his first day back you know because he where they had the issue with him and daily wire and you know, all of that. Um, so he, they, I guess they decided he's doing his own thing. He's creating his own, uh, network, the mug club stuff that they're going to try and build all of these people, um, around him, kind of like what the daily wire is doing. So he's back. Um, and some of the people that are going to be doing shows on his network, um, Brian Callen is one, uh, Nick DiPaolo, uh, Jim Brewer, uh, most, a lot of them are comedians that have gotten in trouble over the past couple of years, um, over like, uh, speaking out against the vaccine mandates and, you know, the lockdowns and any, anytime anybody spoke out anything logical like that, they were, uh, you know, c- coming under fire. And so, mm-hmm. uh, most I know Jim Brewer, um, he lost a a, a, a bunch of shows that uh, because he came out talking against the mandates. So yeah, so this will uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to now. I'm not going to subscribe to Mug Club because he does. I guess they'll keep doing it the same way they've been doing it for a while because Crowder would always do like the first hour of his show free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, the second half of the show they would do on uh, well, they do the first hour on YouTube and Rumble for free, 
And then the second hour is on Mug Club, which is a subscription service. It's like, uh, um, I think it's $89 a year. So it's like, what, seven bucks, seven fifty a month, which isn't bad. Especially yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna be adding if he's adding all these other shows, uh, mm-hmm. I like Brian, I like Brian Callen. Brian Callen does a show right now with Brendan Schaub called uh, uh, "The Fighter and the Kid." That I watch that <laughs> every time they put out an episode, and then he does one uh, a conspiracy theory show with uh, him and Sam Tripoli. Oh well, you have a good evening. You you're too, off Dave. tomorrow too, aren't you? Yeah, I'm off yeah. tomorrow, too. All right. Oh, well. See you later. See you, man. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.